0: Hey guys, welcome to Naked and Unashamed, the podcast where we take off the mask, take off the filters, and wear our most vulnerable self, sweetie, without the guilt and shame attached to it. I'm Tega, your host, and I would love to welcome you to the space where we can rest in the realness of our stories, grow in our faith, perspective, and in the healing process. So glad you tuned in. Keep listening for today's episode. Hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. We are on episode 11 of Naked and Unashamed. Y'all, I never thought that I would get this far, but here we are. (laughs) Here we are with episode 11. And last episode, you guys got to hear... Ooh, can I English? Help me, Lord. Let's try again. Last episode, you guys got to hear from Will Parker, and he kind of gave you guys part one of The Maze to Marriage. And this week, I'm so excited, we get to hear from his wife, hi parker kyla <laughs> girl yes, how are you i'm
1: good i i mean i'm excited to move to dallas yeah i mean it's been a long time coming mm-hmm. i mean yeah i'm yeah. good though
0: yeah how are you feeling about like i know this is your first podcast how are you feeling in general
1: i'm so nervous girl, you <laughs> She got it. Oh,
0: yeah. man. I'm, I'm excited for you. I'm excited for everyone to hear your story and mm-hmm. just hear what God has done in you and through you. And like, I know you're nervous, but I pray <laughs> that this is just a space where you just feel comfortable and just feel like we're just talking to each other like we do all right. the time.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I feel nervous, but you know, like you feel like the, the jitters and yeah. like the Holy Spirit too. So it's like, okay, God, I'm not stepping outside of what you want. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Yeah. Let's see.
0: Yeah. It's good. That's good. So I start off every – well, before we even get to the first question, you mentioned briefly, and I know your husband mentioned it as well, you guys are moving to Dallas. And by the time this episode comes out, you guys will be in mm-hmm. Dallas. How are you feeling about that? You leave in a few days.
1: Um, Well, Elena's been very nice. I mean, I, it's been a humbling season. Mm-hmm. It's been a growth season. But, I mean – like we never knew we would be moving to Dallas like ever in our entire lives, mm-hmm. so um, it's very exciting, um, especially to be like a part of the Dallas Theological Seminary student body, yeah, which you'll be joining me in yes, August I'm <laughs> in the thank you, Lord. but um, I don't know, it's really exciting, like neither one of us have ever been to Dallas. I've been through Texas, mm-hmm. like coming back from studying abroad in Mexico, but yep. other than that never stepped foot in Texas. So it's going to be definitely an
0: adventure. Yeah. It'll <laughs> yeah. be a good one at that. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited. So just kicking this off, I asked the same first question to every guest on here and it is, what are you stewarding right now? I know we tend to lean as a society of like, who are you or what do you do? And I feel like that isn't even truly reflective of the source and who gives us all of these things. So what are you stewarding right now?
1: Um, and that's the best way to put it ever. Like, even when I listen to your other podcast, when you said that, I'm like, dang, this girl is too smart for her own knowledge. Oh, but anyway, <laughs> uh, but I feel like right now, like, my main thing to be stewarded is, like, being a wife. Mm. It's very new. We just, um, celebrated our first anniversary Congrats. last Sunday mm-hmm. on the 17th, and, um, that's my biggest thing, um, second to that will be obviously starting school like getting back into school being on the graduate level um and honestly changing my whole direction from you know pre-med like Mm -hmm. seeking you know medicine Mm -hmm. and trying to get into med school now i'm doing biblical counseling so uh god's definitely trying to use me in that and then um mentorship like, I definitely have a heart for young girls, single or married, just women in general. Mm. And then, um, like, worship. Like, I love to sing. Yeah. Um, and this season, I haven't been able to do that. But, like, previously, I've been able to do that a lot. And I feel like God is about to, like, restart that. Mm. Hopefully, very yeah. soon in yeah. Dallas.
0: But, yeah. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Well, This episode is called Maze to Marriage, and like we were talking about before we even started recording, this idea that society likes to tell people, like, yeah, like, you know, yeah, you gotta be married and whatnot, and then marriage is the final destination, and once you're married, like, things are great, because that's what everyone aspires to, and first of all, we know that some people aren't even called to be married. Mm. Second of all, we, we know that marriage isn't a final destination. If anything, God gives you a partner to walk alongside of whatever he's purposed you for. Mm. So before you were Kyla Parker, you were Kyla Wilcher. 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 Come on now. (laughs) Made a name. (laughs) And so you had a complete identity like before, like you've Mm -hmm. had an identity before you were even married. And so Mm -hmm. I love to lean into years back, whether it's 10, 15 years ago, who how would you describe Kyla Wilcher? Um
1: man, so Kyla Wilcher, I feel like I was just this student athlete, like mm-hmm. and now that I think about it, like my husband probably said the same thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. But anyway, um I was definitely lost, definitely mm-hmm. in pain. Um, like I feel like fifteen years ago, I think that's when my parents like just got a divorce, mm-hmm. if we wanted to like by 15 years ago yeah and um I think that's when my grandfather had just passed and he was like my father figure Hmm. and then it was crazy because when he died that's when my dad kind of stepped up and that was just God's provision obviously but um yeah lost in pain I felt like you know I kind of hid myself in like sports or like academics and tried to prove myself through that and Yeah, I just was kind of just, I don't know, I felt weird, not in a sense of like, okay, I'm this weird person, but Mm. like, I just always felt like nobody really, truly understood me. Mm. And I just kind of felt alone, like, even though, you know, I had friends, like, sometimes I was shy, sometimes I was like the center of attention, but Mm. I don't know, I was just really this person that lived in the shadow of her father, because my dad was, um, a very popular f- high school football coach like mm-hmm. at Cass Tech that's like the best and yeah. any Detroit people listening it is the best high school <laughs> in I would say the state of Michigan, but I'm just gonna say Detroit for yeah. right now but yeah and I feel like I really lived in that shadow for a minute and like my last name really became you know who I was hmm. cause I felt like man my dad is something great so I gotta You know, I can't not be doing something great. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. But really, just, like, soul searching. I always felt, like, empty in some way. Hmm. Yeah. I never was, like, completely filled. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Lean. I'd love to lean a little bit into this emptiness that Hmm. you say. And where, where did you find yourself searching? Or what did you find yourself searching for?
1: I would say, well, my dad. Back to him. Like, just... Being so successful in, like, um, the sports realm, like, I feel like he was always busy. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think he – like, he was a awesome dad, mm-hmm. and I don't think he, like, intended to not be there. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, the fact of the matter is he wasn't there. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times I kind of told myself, well, you know, a lot of other kids that, you know, are maybe less fortunate than me or just, you know, need a father figure right now, they just – you know, need my dad more than maybe I need him right now, mm. so I kinda like that left a hole, and then obviously just not having your dad there, I know a lot of people are like, "Well, I don't have my dad either, and I'm fine. look, you're not fine, right, like God did not intend for us to be without a father and mother in the home now things may happen if somebody dies, and you know that's really out of our control, mm-hmm. but I feel like not having him like there all the time it was always something I was trying to I don't know feel Mm. and then obviously I wasn't I didn't grow up like saved like I went to church but Mm. my family wasn't like you know yeah like yeah (laughs) so I feel feel like obviously emptiness from not having you know been saved and like living for Christ and Christ but also like dad not there family not whole and yeah yeah
0: You mentioned that when you were, how old were you when your parents got the divorce?
1: I think I was around 11. 11. Yeah.
0: So you're at the age then where you can comprehend what's going on. And like, it's Mm -hmm. not like, oh, like this is just like a thing you don't remember. You do remember that time. And how did that impact the way you saw relationships?
1: Hmm. I feel like, well, like, and it's really weird because, like I said earlier, like my dad wasn't like there mm-hmm. in the be- in the first place not like he came home every night I don't want to say like you know my mm-hmm. dad was gone for mo- like mm-hmm. he left for work every morning he came home very late at night so it was just always you know mm-hmm. just life with our mom so yeah. when we like when they actually did get divorced like I just remember my mom saying like look anything you have to say like say it right now and like me I was like I'm the middle child Mm. so and I don't think that I have the middle child syndrome but Mm -hmm. I mean I am a middle child so my mom was like and Kyla don't be going up to your room crying (laughs) I was just (laughs) like what (laughs) but it was just weird Mm -hmm. because it's like y'all are getting divorced so I feel like they were trying to make it okay like normal like Mm -hmm. so this is what people do if it don't Mm -hmm. work out you get rid of it like it's not a you know a fight for a thing and and now i do know like in hindsight like my mom did tell me like the full story and Mm -hmm. like they did try to work it out and you know but i feel like it was just like look if it ain't there it ain't there so Mm. don't be in a relationship that you know you don't feel passion for you don't feel happy in, Mm. doesn't bring you joy yeah
0: well yeah um so, coming from that perspective and seeing that relationship and understanding you know if you don't feel passion or you don't feel joy, like don't stay, what did your early relationships look like then?
1: Mm. I really didn't have many relationships mm. like i honestly, I have had maybe three relationships in my life, mm. maybe. And I think the third one that I'm thinking about is not even, like, a, re- a real relationship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway, just, like, I, I didn't. And then, let me tell you this, too, because mm-hmm. my relationships were in, like, middle school. I didn't have a boyfriend in high school and most of college. Yeah. And so I really didn't have relationships. I just felt like, look, if I'm having fun dating around, like, what's the point of mm-hmm. being in a relationship? Like, mm-hmm. Especially if, you know, you get boring or... I don't know. Like, you feel like, you know, you don't have to. Like, I'm not married to you, so I can date whoever I want. Yeah. And especially if it was like you're not going to make the effort to be exclusive. Like, I'm not going to make the effort to be exclusive. So I just, I just dated around. I didn't really have relationships, Hmm. to be honest. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I now want to lean into more, like, your the identity piece. And you, like, as a single and just who you were as an individual, what did you feel like your identity was in?
1: Hmm. I feel like my identity was definitely in, like, being the smart kid in school. Mm-hmm. Like, it was something my parents pushed. Like, my family in general. Like, we got money for getting good grades. And it just used to be something that brought me joy when I, you know, did well mm-hmm. and like brought my family joy when I did well. So I just kind of like hid in that and like, I mean, it brought me great comfort. Like mm-hmm. it really did. Like I'm not gonna lie and be like, yeah, it was always empty. Like when I was getting good grades and when I was doing well, like I was feeling great. Like I didn't care about being a teacher's pet. I didn't care about being, you know, the top person in the class. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't even care about, you know, tutoring people. Like, yeah. that was just something that I really
0: loved. Mm-hmm. And it was
1: it was a great comfort for the time being. Mm-hmm. It was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So in
0: those moments that you may not have had those things, hmm. what did you feel about yourself? Or what was your reflection on yourself?
1: Um, and it's so crazy because I never not had it. Because hmm. um, I just, I mean, I just grew up. With this mindset of, look, if I set a goal, I'm going to attain it. Yeah. Or obtain it. Um, And that's just kind of like in high school. I went in freshman year saying, I'm going to be a valedictorian. And I did that. Hmm. Like, I well, I wasn't saved, but I still had a prayer life. You know, yeah. like a lot of people got, when you want stuff, you, yeah. you know where to go. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yep. you know. Like, I worked too hard. I'm not about to pay for college. Mm-hmm. So, I didn't, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I think the one time I got to see, I was really upset. But, like, like in the back of my mind, I always, I already knew, like, I was still in line for the goal I had set for myself. So, I didn't feel like I was lacking. And honestly, I'm just getting checked because I do realize when I didn't matriculate um, into medical school right after college that's when I felt like okay I don't have it and mm-hmm. um, I think like I tried to make excuses um, for reasons why I didn't get it but I did feel kind of like let down I feel like God <laughs> I don't understand he never promised me this but mm-hmm. I felt like he didn't keep up with his promise mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is <Yeah>. definitely weird <laughs> um, I honestly felt like a failure and mm-hmm. I felt like, you know, I didn't work hard enough or, like, I worked hard but put too much work towards the wrong thing. And I don't know. I just kind of felt like people would be disappointed in me. Hmm. And, you know, and honestly, I did have a family member say, like, yo, I'm actually really disappointed. And it was like, first of all, you didn't help me at all. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know what you disappointed about. Yeah. But, okay. Um. So, it was, like, years of, like, not feeling like you know, anything I did before mattered because obviously I failed. Mm. But yeah, I guess mm-hmm. we'll get into like the joy after the yeah. Failure.
0: <laughs> yeah. It seems like to me just hearing this of how you were a top student and athlete as well and doing all of these things, would you say that your fear was of failure? Hmm.
1: Maybe. Hmm. I think, like, underneath it all, like, uh, like, I was performing for something, Hmm. like, obviously, I think, like, reflecting on it, like, recently, like, maybe I was performing for my parents' attention, or maybe I was just performing for attention in Hmm. general, and when I succeeded, like, I got the attention I wanted, when I didn't, like, I still got attention, attention, Hmm. but it wasn't what I wanted, yeah, um, and I wouldn't say I was a top athlete, but I did like sports. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But I feel like when I did well in sports, like not even just winning or losing. I had a good game, but we lost I had a good game. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mm-hmm. you know, if I ran well, like even if I didn't win first in like in the track meet or, you know, in my event, like if I did the best that I could do, I'm mm-hmm. straight. Like, yeah. I did what I could. Mm. I feel like I ran well may have been a six, may not have matriculated to yep. semis, but if I did what I could, I, I did what I could. But That's good. I think I was probably honestly seeking attention, trying to perform mm. like for something that wasn't even tangible. But yeah. yeah.
0: I, I feel that. As a three on the Enneagram, I'm like, I always feel like I have to be on, you know? Like mm. I need to be on my P's and Q's because that's the way that I get acceptance and mm. And that's the way that I re receive love from other people, and I think my mindset was like that for so long. So, mm. I guess my question for you would be: Did you do you always feel like you have to be on, or did you always mm. feel like you had to be this, Kyla, and mm. that's how you received affirmation, or did you ever feel like you couldn't turn off? Mm.
1: Um, honestly, I think I kind of can relate to that, mm. like feeling like even and to just be transparent even in my Christian walk like Mm. I feel like like knowing that God sees me Mm. at all times Mm. like nothing is hidden even in my thoughts I would just kind of be on like performing Mm. like Mm. and like even in prayers like I know what God may want me to pray so I'm gonna pray that prayer instead of like what's actually on my heart Mm -hmm. or like you know so I do feel like I kind of like growing up that way like I feel like that has actually kind of hindered my you know, spiritual walk in a sense, like mm. just trying to be on all the time. It's so always a performance, and never just the, uh, you know, just being yourself. Mm. Yeah,
0: that's good. That's good.
1: Mm. Hey guys,
0: I hope that you have enjoyed this episode so far. I've had so much fun talking with Kyla, and there is more to come. But I just wanted to stop by and drop the Instagram. Follow us at NKDN, I got the name wrong. You guys know the the Instagram. Come (laughs) on now. You're on episode 11. So I hope that you guys follow. And if you feel like doing it, go ahead and like and rate this podcast. It would help out so much. All right. Keep listening for the rest of the episode. Okay, Kyla. So just kind of leaning more into that, because I, I think that I can relate to so much of this and just the performer aspect of mm-hmm. things. Um, I'd love for you to talk about. Authentic- ooh, whoa! <laughs> did you guys hear that English? What is going on today? Do I need water, milk, something? <laughs> um, lean into this idea of authenticity. Mm. Did you ever feel like you were being unauthentic? Mm. Do you feel? What do you feel like authenticity is in the first place? Mm. I feel like
1: authenticity is honestly just being yourself. Like not you know, putting on the front, Mm -hmm. not lying, not, you know, cheating yourself out of stuff. So Mm -hmm. I feel like, yeah, like, really just showing your heart. Like, if you really hate something, like, hate it. Mm -hmm. Don't, you know, I'm not condoning that, Mm -hmm. but I'm just saying, like, just show how you really feel instead of just trying to say something to pacify someone, you know. Mm -hmm. So I feel like just – being truthful. Yeah. And how you feel, what you believe.
0: Yeah. What I think is so interesting is like you you mentioned that you're a middle child and mm-hmm. how you didn't really fall into middle child syndrome because I think a lot of middle children are not the most authentic and not to generalize, but to say in the fact of when you're the middle child, usually what people see is that you benefit or you comfort everyone else and so Mm. there's a level of inauthenticity of like you don't want to actually speak your mind because you want to make sure that your younger sibling and your older sibling or the family members are satisfied Mm. and so the fact that you sit here and you say like hey like you like what you like you don't like what you like and in this how do you feel like that not being the standard or stereotypical middle child has impacted how you see things
1: um so wait, you said not being the middle, the stereotypical middle yeah, child? Yeah, so
0: I, I feel like from what I'm hearing from you is that you have l- kind of leaned into this idea of being authentic. of oh. Not wanting to pacify others oh, and yeah. wanting to be your own person when mm-hmm. usually a lot of middle children would say, No, like, mm. okay, I like feel like I need to be this for this person and this for that person. Mm. So how do you feel like that's impacted your relationships and just things around you?
1: Um... I don't know. I really have had to catch myself because I sometimes a little bit too blunt, a little bit too, Mm. uh, (laughs) truthful. Mm. (laughs) Um, and it's not funny, but, (laughs) 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 but I feel like, I don't know. Like it was just something like one thing, it was two things that I hate in, Like, people that know me the most, they know. Like, I don't like being embarrassed. Don't Mm -hmm. embarrass me. Mm -hmm. And don't lie. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why those two things have been, you know, things I really abhor. Mm -hmm. But it it has been. So, I feel like being, you know, you're always the harshest harshest judge on yourself. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm, like, always pushing myself. Like, all right, Kyla. Like, don't you be fake. Don't Mm -hmm. you lie. You know, so and also like me and my brother my older brother he's like we're kind of close in age mm-hmm. and we're always like people literally thought we were twins mm-hmm. so um and they always were like okay are you the oldest or his is he the oldest mm-hmm. so i feel like you know I, I, at times i kind of took on the role as the eldest sibling which mm-hmm. it was wrong with of, of me but My brother was just very reserved, Mm -hmm. and, like, I think he just had, like, more patience and just, like, kind of gave it up, Mm -hmm. you know, just out of his humility, but um, that's probably another reason why I just always was just kind of, like, just a forerunner, like, I never just wanted to sit back, like, Mm -hmm. I always took the initiative, I always, like, you know, wanted to be real with people, so, I mean, like I said, it hurt a lot of feelings, to be honest, Mm -hmm. and. Also, my younger sister didn't help because she was very, very blunt. Like, I yeah. I was blunt, but she was going to tell you mm. everything. Yeah. And she did not have no remorse. So, also, like, having her as, like, my best friend, mm. you, know, you know, it's, it's just kind of like. And then my actual best friend, she was even more blunt than mm. me and my sister. So, yeah. I don't know. I guess I kind of just always hung around those, like, dominant type people. And mm. that kind of made me strive even more towards authenticity and just like being real
0: yeah i feel like a lot of that is key in you guys's marriage story and for those of you guys who listened to will's episode last week you will kind of see what i'm talking about when it comes to things that people were searching for and how god knows us so well that he will put people together who are complements to what we had been searching for and he'll purify that obviously mm. but yeah it's so good so I know you have mentioned, like, you've only maybe dated, like, about three-ish people, but when it came well, to... exclusively. Exclusively. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. So, when it came to your dating history, what would you say is something that, like, you gravitate or traits or qualities that you gravitated towards, and what gravitated towards you? Um,
1: Definitely, and I think it just has to do with, like, my love for football and my dad being a football coach, my brother playing football. I just... I needed a football player. I don't know why. Maybe it was just, you know, just a daddy's girl thing. Mm -hmm. But that was the type of people. And I don't know why. Maybe because I could just see, like, football players had this, had the traits that I was looking for in Mm -hmm. a guy. And, you know, like, people that can get hit but can get, you know, back up, Mm -hmm. like, that play around a lot, that are really caring like, if you can get to know them, mm-hmm. but, uh, like, on the outside, really hard, like, buff type of people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I feel like I was always attracted to, if not a football player, then some type of athlete. I feel like, especially, like, in high school, mm-hmm. like, we at school together. Like, yeah. I'm working on what I got to do, yeah. and you got to do, you know, whatever practice you have to do, mm-hmm. and honestly, it was kind of like my way of like keeping tabs too because it's like you know what are you doing if you're not playing a sport and I think that was just kind of the jock in me too like but I feel like the guys I attracted were also guys that were you know kind of you know like dominant Hmm. you know didn't really have too much insecurities at least that I could see um because I was like honestly <laughs> I was really the type of person that was you know I had the the face the angry face I'm not gonna say the <laughs> word but the, uh, no, <laughs> the angry know what you mean. <laughs> we know what you mean yeah the I, I was like I just remember like my brother when I me and my brother went to the same high school mm-hmm. and my dad coached and taught at the high school we went to so oh, well, that was, that yeah. was uh, you know a thing in itself yeah. but um so especially in high school like I kind of walked around with and it's my thinking face obviously i'm not upset sometimes yeah. but it's just a thinking face yeah and i mean i just kind of kind of had a frown on my face so a lot mm-hmm. of people didn't you know try to approach me because they're like oh she looks like she got attitude i'm not going to yeah. you know mm-hmm. or they just see how serious i am and they'd be like yo she's too serious yeah. <laughs> I I'm not even on that serious level yet, so mm-hmm. I'm just going to not even pursue. Yeah. So, But the people that were like, um, you know, that could get through that, like that could persevere, mm-hmm. <laughs> that, those are the people that honestly, I mean, I had some some playboys. Uh, well, I ain't going to say the word for that either, yeah. but I had those people that came, but they didn't last. They They were just mm. – but the guys that could kind of make it through the walls, those were the guys that were like – you know strong also strong-willed and personality hmm. um that knew how to
0: handle a strong girl come on <laughs> <Guess that> somebody <laughs> needed to hear <laughs> that one because somebody <laughs> needed to hear like hey like there's going to be someone like if mm-hmm. you are called to marriage there's going to be someone who can look past yep a strong woman and and a strong woman is not a bad thing Mm -hmm. i think i used to think like oh man like maybe i need to be quieter maybe Mm -hmm. i like need to like dim myself down so that i can be more accepted and it's like no honey like god has someone for you who is a strong man and confident in who he is right and that's key that's huge
1: yeah and honestly i did like i did have some seasons where i'm like oh maybe i should just be more quiet Mm -hmm. or maybe i should just you know go with the flow and every time i did that i was like kyla What are you doing? Mm -hmm. Girl, get yourself up. Go Go on (laughs) now. That's
0: (laughs) it. That's it. So I guess I would ask, what would you say to the girls who kind of feel like they're more like, you know, they're more blunt and Mm. they are more strong willed and they know what they want and they have their head on straight.
1: Mm. I would say learn some humility (laughs) because that has been like, the biggest challenge for me and especially in this first season of marriage and just like god had to humble me like Mm -hmm. and it had to be forcibly it could not have been like okay kyla come on now i want Mm -hmm. you to go through he had to drop me in that thing and be like make it out (laughs) and like us people we just we have to learn grace and mercy and Mm -hmm. we have to learn that it's honestly if the truth is actually the truth Mm -hmm. it's okay to tell the truth but you have to say it with grace and with love because the devil tells the truth yeah but jesus tells the truth with grace and love and like that's one thing i would say is Mm -hmm. just really like seek humility because honestly like sometimes we get too high and mighty like oh I know this and I know it's true so it don't matter about what you think but I mean the way it comes off is yeah honestly it's either of Christ or not and mm-hmm. I feel like humility is the base of yeah being the blunt person but in the way that Jesus will want you to be so mm-hmm.
0: that's good I love yeah. that <laughs> getting back into this and just kind of thinking of your single years and mm-hmm. you know Either the time before you met Will, or even the time before you guys became official, mm-hmm. what would you say that you stewarded well in your singleness? Um,
1: well, hmm. honestly, and on like my singleness, and I, I guess I do have to say this, and it might hurt some people's feelings, but being in a relationship that is not marriage, you're still single. Yep. Like. Maybe engaged or like really preparing. I feel like the goal is to always prepare, but you're still single. You're still single if yep. you're not married. Yep. So, I feel like before pre saved Kyla, mm-hmm. um, I really was, and I I think it was God because I mean I don't really understand why, but mm-hmm. I was, you know, I wasn't about messing around with guys like if it wasn't meaningful mm-hmm. like I think I just had like a bad um a bad history of well I wouldn't call it a bad history but I just had gotten out of a relationship of just like and it wasn't a relationship it was just a very strong situation mm-hmm. and I mean it was just the back and forth and back and forth and I think I got out of that and was like okay you know what If it ain't Mm long-lasting, if it ain't, like, exclusive, I'm just not even about to bother it. Mm -hmm. So, I feel like I saved a lot of time. And, honestly, especially in college, because in college you just get into the freedom and you just kind of lose yourself a little bit. Like, I saved, honestly, I was just in God's protection of, I mean, to be blunt, like, let's pregnancies, STDs, Mm -hmm. uh, rape. Like, I stayed away from all that because Mm -hmm. I just, I wasn't even about to kiss you if I ain't really feel you like that. Mm -hmm. So... I feel like in that part of my singleness, the pre-saved part, I feel like just really being about business and like being about my school work and my goals. And like I said, this was pre-saved, so it wasn't probably the proper way to do it. Mm -hmm. But like, I feel like I did that well. Um, But post-saved when I was actually in a relationship, but still single um, and God actually helped this, um, along the way too because we were in a long distance relationship Mm -hmm. so i kind of got to redeem the time and really just like run after god Mm -hmm. like william was running after god in his lane and he was helping me a lot um and i was running after god Mm -hmm. like hard and like i didn't have anybody to stop me and it was cool to still be in a relationship but like i said i was still single Mm -hmm. so i feel like just like, not getting so wrapped up in, like, oh, I want to be married, I want to be married, like, I was really just, like, focusing on the task at hand, like, mm. the present, and just trying to be the best woman I can be in yeah. Christ first, and, mm. like, I always just wanted my own, like, in everything, <laughs> And it's, maybe it's not the best, yeah. but, like, I wanted my own, I wanted my own relationship with God, I didn't want to go off of William's relationship, so, I was just chasing after that, and that, like, Something that really, really benefited me, especially in marriage.
0: Yeah. yeah. I feel like what you just said, like, I don't know how many people need to hear that, but I know that that is something that I continuously need to hear of this idea of it's not about, like, I want to be married, I want to mm-hmm. be married. Like, what does your relationship with God look like? Mm-hmm. What are you chasing after? What are you running towards? Where are your eyes set? Because if your eyes are set on that ring finger on the left hand, like, girl, that, mm, what? That. What? <laughs> you know? <laughs> And so, I think just leading into, like, my eyes, no matter if you're single, married, or any anything else, like, yeah. your eyes and your focus need to be on him first. Yeah. First and foremost. So, what are some things that you feel like you didn't steward as well? Mm.
1: Like I said, like, I wasn't always saved. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's important to say because a lot of people probably aren't saved listening to this. Mm. But, like, there's still a protection and, like... The people who are saved that are praying for you like mm. i feel like that just mm. i don't even know how much stuff i was protected from but i just know like even thinking back like I w- lord you really protected me from some dumb stuff mm. but um just honestly just allowing the enemy to make me feel alone yeah like allowing my alone time to be my oh i feel alone time like mm. instead of just like being quiet like I mean, I wasn't always saved, so I wish I prayed, I mean, well, I'm happy I'm saved now, but mm-hmm. back then, like, I wish I was saved, I wish I was, like, deepening my relationship with Christ before I got into a relationship with William, mm-hmm. and I just feel like maybe I was a little bit too serious, like, when I was on campus, I did not hang out on the yard, mm-hmm. like, and Howard, that's the thing, mm-hmm. like, if you do not sit out on the yard with your friends like I don't know like you're missing out and I feel like I did kind of miss out on that only time I was on the on the yard was for night practice mm-hmm. and if I was on the yard for night practice I'm walking through the yard mm-hmm. to get to the valley where all the science classes were and like I just I didn't have enough fun mm-hmm. like in my singleness I feel like I was just always so serious like life is about something and I got to get it you know yeah. this wasn't enough like i mean there were times but i feel like i was always waiting for the next thing in my singleness i wasn't like just like complacent yeah like i feel like it wasn't towards like the last few years of singleness where i was like let me really enjoy this like mm-hmm. i can go out and buy something and i don't have to ask yeah. <laughs> you know yeah and i wish i would have got that a little bit sooner hmm. like just getting the most out of your singleness. Yeah. Like, I mean, if you are called to be married, like, getting the most out of it. If you're not called to be married, then, I mean, you still get the most out of it. I yeah. mean, but, yeah.
0: That's good. That's good. Now, I want to transition into, now you're married, obviously. You're not yeah, yeah. Kyla Wilcher anymore. Mm-mm. Um, And so, I'd love to hear, two weeks ago, we heard from Will and how he says the two of you met. <laughs>
1: I would like to hear oh man for you how did you guys meet um we met at the illustrious howard university come on <laughs> um and even that i don't know if he told his story about how he got to howard like it's just it was just god yeah like both of us getting to howard mm. um and like just a snippet of that like i was like i don't want to go to no hbcu i didn't see too many black people (laughs) i'm done (laughs) i I didn't went to school with all black people all my life Mm. i want to go with some white people for a change Mm. so i did not want to go to hbcu but my cousin was like apply apply and she was going to be a senior that year Mm. so i applied and then you know this was a time where every, like, in, like, I think February mm-hmm. before, like, you really, like, commit to a school. Yeah. I went on, like, some tours, and, like, my top runners were Purdue, and that's in, like, I can't even, Indiana, mm-hmm. and um Howard. I don't know why Howard was, but I was like, eh, let me go see, because I don't know nothing about the school, except mm-hmm. my cousin told me to apply. Yeah. And I went there, girl, it was February, mm-hmm. and it's East Coast, like, it was a day like seventy degrees, sun out, everybody was dressed up like a fashion show mm-hmm. and like it was just all types of black people and mm-hmm. I was like, Mom, I gotta go to this school. Yeah. Like and it was just set for me then. And then even like the process of me getting a scholarship, uh, that was just a God thing yeah. because they had said they had told my mom, Oh no, we don't have any more financial aid, it's too late But I had already emailed the lady. So my mom was talking and I was talking to financial aid and they emailed me like, Oh yeah, I'm sorry. We overlooked you. Yes. You qualify for this scholarship. And it was just a God thing. So anyway, we both went to Howard freshman year. Um, he was a football player. I was a cheerleader. Um, and I had an 8am. Well, no, it was a nine, 9am 9 English class. And he was in that class. And yeah. It was funny because, like, now he tells me, like, oh, you know, I was trying to get your attention. And it's so funny because he was in a relationship at the time. Mm-hmm. So I'd be like, why was you trying to get my attention if he was yeah. in a relationship? Come on. Mm. But him. anyway, that's that's past William. But, yeah, like, it was a guy from Detroit um, that I knew in the class. And, like, they were friends, obviously, because they both played football. Mm-hmm. And he, This whole time he was like, oh, yeah, I was trying to get your attention, but you were so mean to me. <laughs> I ain't gonna hold you I was mm-hmm. kind of mean mm-hmm. back then but okay maybe I was more than kind of but uh <laughs> yeah and when we really like collided mm-hmm. was uh we were put in a group project together mm-hmm. in English class and when I tell you first of all I don't like group projects because I'm always the one that takes the initiative I'm always the one that gets stuck with the work mm-hmm. God put me in a group with three boys I was only girl. Yep. And I was, I was just already mad. So I'm like, you know what? Let me just get this over with. Like William obviously had practice. This was the fall. Um. Yeah. I mean, I had practice too. Like, yeah. you know. But anyway, you know, he came late to our group meeting, and we only really had one. So I'm like, you better get your stuff done. Look, do this part, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Girl stayed up all night doing this PowerPoint. Oh. PowerPoint. I said PowerPoint. Anyway. Um Girl, and he didn't send in nothing. He did not send in his parts. He did not oh. send in his parts. And he was like, Oh well, anyway. So anyway, I stood up all night doing that whole PowerPoint. Got there. He shows up and I'm like, You ain't doing no work <laughs> <laughs> But you wanna present. But you, I said, I don't know what you're gonna say up there, but you ain't doing no work. Mm-hmm. And he was like, Oh yeah, I sent it in. I, I did it And I was like all right. You didn't do no work, so and honestly, and I told the professor too, I'm like, he ain't do nothing, so he shouldn't get no grade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he ended up having to, you know, redo the project mm-hmm. anyway after that. But that's how we like officially officially met. Mm-hmm. Like and I always told him he almost got me an F yep. on my final project <laughs> in English. Freshman composition.
0: Yeah.
1: Yep. That's how we met.
0: That's crazy. <laughs> That is crazy. Well, as you guys can hear, God redeems anything and everything. Yes, um, ma'am. That could have been a marker of like, i do I never date this boy? You know, that's amazing. Now, yeah. when you first met him, obviously, like your eyes were on like, hey, I need to get this project done. Did you ever mm-hmm. see him in that way? Nope,
1: mm. never. Hmm. I I literally, and this could have just been like I said, like I was always so kind of goal, goal in th- oriented like mm-hmm. i kind of missed a lot like just being so focused like you forget the you know the people mm-hmm. that are calling your name like yep. jesus stopped for people that were calling people that touched the hem of his garment and mm-hmm. power left he stopped you yep. know and i feel like in that season of my life i i didn't stop mm-hmm. i just kind of kept going yeah you know so I, I honestly never looked at him that way
0: and I mentioned this in Will's episode as well, but it is amazing to me how God will remove the scales from our eyes in time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you'll you'll go places. You you may have a mission. You may be one tracked and say, okay, this is a goal. This is where I need to go. This is what mm-hmm. I need to do. Yeah. And out of nowhere, you'll see something that you didn't see before that was there the whole time. hmm And it'll come right on time too. You'll be like, what? Like this yes. was here the entire time and I never saw it. And it's mm-hmm. it's it's really because he allows us to see things in time Yeah, and feel like you guys didn't see each other until um, it was the time. And so yeah. what was the transition between <laughs> the group project to when you guys started dating?
1: Um, So that next year. So I think I feel like when I first kind of not really even saw him, but kind of saw him. And now like in hindsight, mm-hmm. I see how that was honestly God saving him from something that he ended up doing. Mm-hmm um i saw him (laughs) at virginia beach or college beach weekend Mm. uh it's just like a a whole movement of when college students go up to virginia beach Mm -hmm. and like just hang out whatever like we were supposed to um one of my best friends on the cheer team i was with her and she's like hey willie willie's here he's in um this uh hotel, let's go you know meet up with them, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, I know willie let's uh let's meet up with him yeah. so but girl, something ended up happening like somebody got stabbed, so the whole oh, like
0: <laughs> hold on, you dropped that very casually <laughs> like like that was just not like a big deal, girl,
1: it was a big deal i I didn't say I was uh in the best of situations right. when we collided, but yeah, like somebody got stabbed it end up we. End up never even connecting that night, oh, but wow. And then that final, that next school year, we stayed in the same dorm, mm-hmm. and um, <laughs> it is so weird. But I end up actually talking to his roommate, which I didn't even know was his roommate until just one night, oh, like talking, like, talking. Yeah, like kind of oh, talking. Okay, Not, okay. I wouldn't say dating. Just yeah. y'all know what talking is. Yeah. But um, just like I just went to his room, and I was like, Willie, mm-hmm. it was. You know, that's kind of, like, the first kind of, like, okay, this is an actual person, mm-hmm. not just somebody that almost, you know, kind of almost tanked my freshman composition grade. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, and it was funny because I hung out with him a lot, mm-hmm. but because I was, like, talking to his roommate, mm-hmm. and he was dating this girl. So me and the girl kind of become friends, and, yeah, I feel like that's when we kind of – um kind of took a course towards friendship hmm. like i was um pledging a medical fraternity like mm. the next semester after yeah. uh, the spring semester um and he literally <laughs> and i don't even want to say like he helped me pass economics cuz he really didn't mm-hmm. but <laughs> um like he just had my back like he yeah. was just like you know, I I want to say he like, you know, woke me up for class because I overslept for class a lot because mm-hmm. I wouldn't get back till late. But, um, like he just looked out for me. Like, hey, like we got this assignment. Like, it was a few times where I thought we was working on the assignments together, mm-hmm. but they were not good grades. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's all I was saying. He kind of had my back, mm-hmm. but like I still had to do the work. It wasn't like yeah, you know. So that's when we really like started becoming friends. Mm-hmm. Like in that season. That's yeah. good.
0: How important is friendship before marriage? Girl, before relationship, most, before it. The anything? most. Yeah. If you're not
1: friends with your spouse, like, you probably, I I really don't even know what to tell you mm-hmm. because, like, that's the whole basis yeah. of a marriage. Like, I feel like, I don't know, I was reading this book and they were saying, like, marriage is kind of like the, I wouldn't say it, like you said, it's not the end goal, mm-hmm. but it's like the ultimate, you know, relationship it's like Mm -hmm. the boss mode like if you play you know video games Mm -hmm. and like i said the boss mode so the the first level is obviously acquaintances friendships Mm -hmm. i feel like the next level is being best friends like if you're not that i feel like you really can't like do anything Mm -hmm. like that's longevity wise um and yet and it's even been Like, seasons where God, because I did have girl best friends, Mm -hmm. but, like, God had to even, like, minimize my time with them so that I could establish William as my best friend. Mm -hmm. And now, like, that's who he is. Like, he's still my best friend, even though he's, you know, upgraded to the husband status. But, Mm -hmm. yeah, if if you don't have a friendship, like, I'm not, if you're already married, then, I mean, obviously don't throw it away. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But, um, like, you need to get back to that. Like, yeah. and I feel like honestly, celibacy and um long distance relationships really help that like mm-hmm. when you're forced to actually not just jump down somebody's throat and like you know commit some sexual intercourse or fornication, mm-hmm. like you have to actually talk to them like yeah. if you're you know eleven hours driving distance away, like you have to actually talk to somebody, mm-hmm. get to know them like I remember it was one night, and I think we were still in school um we had talked literally like probably all day like mm-hmm. we talked from the night time all the way to like 9 a.m in the morning mm-hmm. like it was crazy but i feel like that night we really realized like dang like you're actually kind of like a really really good friend mm-hmm. like because i can just talk to you for hours and i feel like both of us love talking mm-hmm. um and i'm probably talking too much right now but, no uh, <laughs> no this is good this is good but um if you don't have friendship like you really can't do like if you cannot see that person as just a genuine bona fide friend. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I really don't know. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That's good. I will go back to the basics. That's
0: good. So, I know yeah. you guys started dating and there was a season in which you guys broke up. Like, a doozy, I guess. Will called it a 25 minute breakup. Yep, um, probably 30 minutes. Yeah, about 30 <laughs> minutes, but. We've heard his side mm-hmm. of that story. What's yours?
1: Um, I'm trying to remember his side, <laughs> but uh, I guess like I was, um, this was senior year of college, and I was so stressed. Like, first of all, we had, uh, well, William had injured his uh, well, tore his ACL, he had to get surgery and everything and um he wanted to stay in the summer so he can rehab and get back like he didn't want to take a season off he wanted to go straight in Mm -hmm. so and I had a student apartment so I'm like oh just stay with me during the summer so you can you know and I had a car and everything so I'm like oh just stay with me you know and honestly like like I said wasn't saved so I didn't see any harm in that but honestly that was like the first bad mistake that I made was to cohabitate um because you're having a false sense of what should be marriage Mm. and we like it just brought out the worst in us first of all we were already in very stressful seasons of our life like i'm you know prepping for the mcat like getting together my medical school applications Mm -hmm. and i'm just super insecure like just like lord i didn't do enough but i just still feel led to go and apply and And he's, you know, kind of in a depressed mood because he can't play football. This is the first time in his life, like, out of his, what was that, 21? Well, not 21 years, but probably, like, 15 or so years Mm -hmm. of him playing football that he's ever had to, like, stop and not play. So he was depressed because that was, like, his outlet, his, Mm -hmm. you know, his salvation in a sense. And mine was my grades. Get into to mid school that was my salvation and both of those things were crumbling and so you know when you're not right obviously you're trying to get into a relationship and that's just it can't go right if yeah. you're not right Um, so it was just like months building up and then finally we just had this dump I don't even know what the argument was about but I just remember this day and <laughs> I had an art appreciation class I'm walking to the museum just like I don't know so heavy and it's so weird because I remember the exact song that I was listening to and it was um, the healing part by C.C. C. Winans and mm-hmm. like I said I wasn't saved mm-hmm. so the fact that I was even listening to that song like to this day gets me but um, and I'm just like hey we need to talk so I meet him at his room and like we talking and I think <laughs> he said this part of TLR like mm-hmm. I would say my spiel and he is literally like are you done and then says, I think we should break up. And I'm like, in my eyes, I'm like, no, this fool didn't just try to break up with mm-hmm. me in <laughs> the worst season of my life. Yeah. Like, are you trying to make me commit suicide? Because I was and then that like I was I had these very, very like dark modes of just like being super depressed. and mm-hmm. like, like, just almost wanted to commit suicide. But knowing like I had to I had to fight like mm-hmm. my family's dependent on me, you know. And it's just, like, being in that moment, I was like, wait, is he really trying to break up with me? Mm-hmm. And, like, and I just remember, like, if I'm remembering it correctly, like, I just remember that I was just saying, like, I can't take this right now. Like, whatever I have to do to, you know, be be a better person. Because I knew it was ultimately me. Like, even though, and I keep saying this because we weren't saved, but even though William wasn't living a safe life, like, he was still a so much more better person than me. Um, And I think that has to do with, you know, his previous walk with God, because he, you know, was baptized and everything when he was younger. Um, But I just knew, like, I was the cause. Because I was was mean. Like, I wasn't the best person I could have been. So I knew, like, right there, like, God kind of revealed to me, like, yeah, it's your fault. So I just... I don't know, like, Mm -hmm. I felt like I just pleaded and repented, and it just kind of actually hurt, because, I don't know, like, he did not, like, literally, he had made his mind up, and like, I didn't know this at the time, but he was like, like, in hindsight, he was like, telling everybody, like, yeah, I'm about to break up with her, and talking to his mom, like, about to break up with her, and he was set. like, it was nothing I could have said, to you know apologize enough change enough he was his mind was made up Mm. and i felt like and wow even now it's just like crazy just thinking about how good god is and how repentance like is a gift Mm. um like i was literally pleading my case like i will change and he just kept saying no and it was just really tearing me up um so anyway i had left and then um I'm I'm really thinking this over, so I'm calling my my really close friends that I know they can like really watch out for me. Like I don't want to be by myself. I call my mom, I call like my friend uh, that I called Twing, mm-hmm. um, and I'm just like, girl, you gotta come to my room, like, cause I don't want to be by myself. Like mm-hmm. William just broke up with me, da da da, and literally, and I stay on like the tenth floor or something mm-hmm. of the student apartments, and when I like I'm about to open the door to my room, like I get a call from William and I'm literally looking at the phone. Like I had just finished crying. Mm -hmm. Like the boo hoo hoo cries, you know, the, uh, I can't (laughs) even think of the actor's name, but the, uh, Viola Davis. Yes.
0: (laughs) I knew, I just knew because the snot (laughs) running down, that's how you know. Yes.
1: (laughs) So, and I'm just like, kind of calmed down enough to like you know walk (laughs) but um yeah and he calls me and i almost just wanted to ignore the call because i'm like what do you want Mm -hmm. like you cannot possibly want anything right now Mm -hmm. um some told me just answer it so i answered it and he's boohoo crying so that like quickly gets me up like what the heck is going on Mm -hmm. and um he's just like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I miss you. And like, um, can you come back? So I come back. And then, um, so I lived like 15 minutes away from campus. So Mm -hmm. I drove all the way back. Um, And yeah, he was just telling me about his encounter with God. And um, it was honestly just very, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it, but Mm -hmm. I feel like, I had had that encounter with God too, but Mm -hmm. in my, like, pleading for forgiveness Mm -hmm. and, you know, not seeing that forgiveness in him, but, like, even when I left, I was still like, I'm still about to be a different person because I can't keep going through stuff like this, you know, and, yeah, it was really cool, and that's really, honestly, the actual moment that we got saved, Hmm. and, uh, yeah.
0: Man. Every single time, no matter (laughs) how many times I hear that part of the story, I'm just like, man, God is something. Come on. He is. Yeah. So now, obviously, you were Kyla Parker. You guys got married um, (laughs) despite all of that and everything that you guys had to walk through. And I know you guys had to walk through a good Mm -hmm. bit. And God has redeemed and restored and just reminded both of you how he is in the midst of all of it, Mm -hmm. which is so good. What things has your marriage exposed in you? Mm.
1: This definitely
0: exposed,
1: um, just my need for more patience Hmm. because if you ain't got patience, (laughs) like it's, it's going to be hard. Marriage is going to be hard, Mm -hmm. but honestly, God's going to provide you with whatever you need. And I feel like even before I got married, God was working on that with me, um, so, and I felt like I had got to a place where I'm like, I'm pretty patient. I could stand in a long line and not complain like everybody else, you know. But when I got into marriage, I was kind of like, okay, I need even more patience. And not really patience, like, time-wise, because mm-hmm. um, you still need that, but more patience, like, with giving grace and, like, mm-hmm. with learning to understand somebody. And mm-hmm. I feel like um my godmom, before I even got married, and I had a uh, – to visit her in Indianapolis she was like one thing that has helped our marriage is to always think of like think of that person like you still have to learn them like it doesn't matter like how many years you've been married Mm. you still have to get to understand them get to learn who they are because even though they were this way 10 years from now they're not this person now so you just have to like relearn you know all the time and I think it was taking a lot of (sighs) patience to really be like okay god i don't like this or even just like learning how to be one because like i said i'm the independent person i would do it myself i don't really need your help Mm. but i'm even learning in that to ask for help and like step back but Mm. really patience like to allow god to really teach me how to be a wife Mm. and um allow him to learn how to be a husband and allow us to really learn how to just be one flesh. Yeah. But God, I feel like it's really taught me some patience for
0: real. <laughs> That's good. That's good. I yeah. have two more questions and I hate this part of the episode because I'm like, oh my gosh, it's ending. But, <laughs> right. but just, there's been so much goodness and so much in this. And obviously we could talk about this for 50 yeah, days and we still have more to say. And so mm-hmm. I guess my second to last question would be, you mentioned before, like, the type of guys, like, you would pursue or, like, you would mm-hmm. gravitate towards versus, you know, the guys that would gravitate towards you. And now looking at your husband, mm. what do you feel like are the similarities or differences between what you pray for versus what you received?
1: Um, so the only times I can really remember praying for a guy, like, it was actually praying for, like, the guy that i was dating at that time because mm-hmm. i feel like like i said i had been through a time before where i'm pleading my forgiveness saying mm-hmm. i would change and again like the person is like no mm-hmm. like I, we're not getting back together we're not like rekindling this like it's over like it's done and i feel like i was really praying that god would rekindle that that person and mm-hmm. like that we would be married and like the person even said like before I left for college, like, oh, you're gonna be a good wife one day. I always thought that was so dumb, cause I'm like, I can be your wife, dummy, if mm-hmm. you would just like get yourself together. Yep. But, or learn to truly forgive. Mm-hmm. But um, I like I spent so much time praying for that person that I feel like over time, like after I just kept praying and kept praying, and kept praying for that one person, like God was just turning my heart and then I just kept praying for a person and then mm-hmm. I just kept praying for my husband and just like you know I, I don't think I actually was praying for qualities like I think I was just praying for a person that will accept me and like know that I'll mess up but like always forgive me at the end of the day and not treat me as if like I'm condemned mm-hmm. but like truly like let me like be free of yep. my past mm-hmm. you know sins and stuff like that and allow me to grow and like be a better human being because that's what we're all trying to well kind of trying to be but um so I feel like I don't really think I was praying for specific qualities I think over time I was just praying that God would send somebody that would love me and that would love me very well and that mm-hmm. I would feel you know fuf- not like fulfilled like like complete in it but mm-hmm. that that I wouldn't have the longing, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So, um, and, like, that just makes so much more sense why God is saying, like, look, pray without ceasing because just because you pray for something without ceasing doesn't mean, like, you don't believe that God would bring it because sometimes our prayers, and I learned this from my old young adults pastor, like, sometimes our prayers just need to change. Yeah. Like, so in praying without ceasing, sometimes – you may be praying for the right thing in the wrong way. And then God is just working in you to just change your heart. So you praying without ceasing is giving you what you need Mm. instead of like what you want at the time. Yeah. So I I don't know. I really don't have a, a a thing of that. You Mm. know, I was expecting this guy. I will say one thing. I could always see me. (laughs) I could always see me married to a tall, dark skinned guy. Mm. And I don't know why, (laughs) but I could always just see that Mm -hmm. and it was weird because the guy that I was praying for before was like you know kind of a little bit taller than me but light-skinned but I could always see me marrying a tall dark-skinned guy Mm. that's weird um but it's not weird that's amazing that I like had that vision of William before I even knew it was a vision of William but I don't know I think I just wanted somebody who would love me unconditionally and that I didn't feel like I had to work so hard and I didn't feel like I had to be this whole new person just to be loved. And Mm -hmm. yeah.
0: What is cool and what I want those of you guys listening to understand what I'm understanding here is that God knows you a lot more than you know yourself. Mm -hmm. And sometimes the things that you didn't even voice out loud, he's provided in a person. And you don't realize that that is something that you needed to compliment you walking towards purpose. Mm -hmm. And then when he gives it to you, it's like, wow, god like thank you right you don't even know how to pray it and so you even saying that like i didn't even necessarily pray for characteristics and Mm -hmm. traits yet god still provided this person who i was attracted to Mm -hmm. who still had these qualities i was looking for who could compliment me well and like see the vision yeah was provided so that's huge so my last question (laughs) is is this what would you tell young women in regards to what they should be looking for in a man mm-hmm. of God, and what would you tell young men in regards to what it looks like looking for a woman of God?
1: Mm. So, I feel like um, I don't know, and I feel like I've been saying this a lot, but I I was not saved when God brought me William. Mm-hmm. like, And I feel like William helped me to like, get to salvation. I'm not saying that you need to seek a relationship so that you can be saved. Like, mm-hmm. getting getting into a relationship will bring about, you know, Christ in you. And mm-hmm. that's not true. Um, Not for all people. Mm-hmm. Um, But I will say to, like, young women or just single women or even women in marriages, like, just learn to let God be him. And let God, like... Be the father to your husband. Mm. Like, don't try to put restraints on God. Don't try to, I don't know, like, don't try to make your husband who you feel like he needs to be. Mm. Like, don't try to put limits on God. Like, really, and I don't wanna say, like, be, you know, self absorbed, but like, focus on your relationship with God. Like, mm-hmm. if you're not married, focus on your relationship with God at this time. Like, and I feel like, um, Michael Todd even says it well when he's like, look, is you even ready to receive, you know, what you asking for? Mm -hmm. Like you get ready, like stop asking God to bring something to you that you can't even handle. Like if he did give it to you, it would fail because you're not ready. And I feel like, like William and I coming together Like, at a time when we weren't ready for ourselves, like, honestly, it was just God's grace because it was multiple times where we almost broke up, you Mm. know, in our course. Um, But I feel like having God's vision behind our marriage is what helped us keep the course. Mm. So, for one, like, if you're not seeking a relationship with God and you want marriage, like honestly you have to kind of reevaluate like really what you want in life because marriage is to glorify God marriage is not to keep you warm at night it's not to you know give you a reservoir so you can have all the sex you want like Mm -hmm. it's not um so that you have somebody with you at all times Mm -hmm. like it's to honor God it's to glorify God so If you're not seeking God in your personal life, then I would say to start doing that. Hmm. If you are seeking God in your personal life and you're like, okay, God has told me this, but he ain't coming, where he at, God? Hmm. Then I feel like you just need to reevaluate. Like, okay, are you doing everything that you should be doing? Like, Hmm. are you being obedient? Are you being in slow obedience, which is still disobedient? Yep. Like, I would say, like, you really gotta just... Stop asking for the man and just focus on yourself. Like, look at yourself. Like, if you don't have the blessing that you've been praying for, then obviously God is teaching you something either that you ain't ready, yeah, or that you just have to be patient, or maybe that you have to keep praying so that you know you get to praying the right prayers. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, it's all built on seeking God, running towards God. And honestly, praying that the man that you're praying for is running towards God also. Hmm. And for men, like, you're supposed to be the priest of the family. If you can honestly look at yourself and say, dang, I can't lead this family as a priest, then you need to stop praying for marriage right now and pray (laughs) for your relationship to grow in Christ. Because, like, I think that's one thing that I honestly adore about William is, like, He is like even before we were married, like he was leading me strongly by through examples, through like his prayer life, like interceding for me, like washing me with the word even before we were married. Mm. Like and that's something that honestly keeps me in the submissive role, submissive role as a wife. Mm. is because I have a great leader. Mm. And if a man, if you honestly can't say you are a great leader right now, in the word then you need to stop praying (laughs) to be married and pray that you know god teaches you how to be a husband that you should be i mean and i know that might be kind of harsh but honestly like marriage is a big deal and i feel like a lot of people just want to get married and they don't understand like even your marriage is a mission like william and i like we love each other a lot obviously like we have a lot of passion for each other and for god but like even above that we understand that god has put us together for us to advance his kingdom like not in a strategic way but Mm -hmm. just to be you know images of god to Mm -hmm. allow his rule to be throughout the earth and i feel like if you're not looking at marriage in that way i'm not saying give up on marriage i'm saying that you need to start praying about that you need to start desiring that because Mm. if you don't like you will get into marriage and you'll be so unsatisfied Mm. and you will be so disappointed and feeling like you got the short end of the stick when really you were just looking at marriage the wrong way and i don't know i just feel like marriage is bigger bigger than what we think like william and i well he comes from a lineage of you know people staring married but i come up from a lineage of divorce or you know marriages that weren't sound you know and i like we came into this like we're breaking that curse right now Mm -hmm. in jesus name Mm -hmm. and and i know a lot of people that may be married for years they're like oh okay just wait until you get and honestly every time william and i hear something like that we just have to politely rebuke them yeah and say that we're gonna make it through this because This is something that God has put on our heart. Yeah. It's a vision that we have for our family line. And we're breaking chains. Like, we ain't about to That's keep <laughs> going through this divorce yeah. line. And, like, people think, like, well, sometimes the marriage is harder, like, staying together than divorce. And I understand that. And I'm, honestly, I'm, you know, going to school to be a counselor. But I ain't got them answers yet. Yeah. <laughs> but, honestly, like, you do so much more damage if you get into terrible marriages and like you're not ready the other person isn't ready and then you're moving into this family like okay god's gonna he gonna help us figure it out but you're not seeking god like you you're ruining so many more lives than you think hmm. like marriage is not i mean it's so much fun i need to go hold you <laughs> <laughs> but it's not a game yeah like, it is a game sometimes but like it's not a game mm-hmm. like God is not about to create a whole woman as one of the next things he does. And, like, the very beginning of the Bible, just for us to be like, hmm, I think I want to get married. Hmm, actually, I'm going to get a divorce. Like, no. Like, it's not a game. And if you don't learn true repentance and true grace and forgiveness, like, it's going to be hard. So that's why I've been saying, like, you have to find that in yourself now. If you have relationships right now. That you say, oh, I forgave them, but you still get upset, you ain't really forgave them. And I understand that's hard, because I've been through that. Mm-hmm. Even in this life now, like, I'm still kind of upset at somebody, and I'm like, dang. thought I forgave them, God, but I guess I really didn't truly forgive them. Yeah, And it doesn't matter, like, if they do the forgiving part. Like, get, let, let God... Well, they didn't do the apologizing part. Let God work on that through them. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you do need reconciliation and rest in relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, it can't just be you forgiving all the time, the other person not apologizing. Yeah. Because um, you do need reconciliation. But if you don't have Christ and if you are not striving for, you know, a deeper relationship with Christ and for a lifestyle that, you know, represents God like it's maybe you should just wait on marriage Mm. (laughs) that's good because it's
0: yeah yeah man that's good one of my favorite lines that you said is essentially this idea of like you like as a woman of god and as a woman in a covenant you will not submit to someone who's not worthy of submission nope period point blank like you, if he's a ding dong, like you are not gonna. <laughs> no, be I ain't. Like, yeah, you ain't about to leave it. me to hell. Right. Nah,
1: bro, I gotta step I say no. Right.
0: <laughs> and so, because you have someone who is submitted to God first, that mm-hmm. makes him a great leader to submit to. It's just mm-hmm. like when you work at a job and you have a boss who, like, makes working fun. Mm-hmm. And it's not like, oh, like, marriage is like you just in this chain and you just working and clapping. It's, it's a, you are under someone who, makes marriage fun makes Mm -hmm. marriage enjoyable and shows you this this beauty that god has created and that's what makes Mm -hmm. it so enjoyable but it
1: allows me to submit because mm -hmm. i think a lot of women are like i don't think i can submit but you got to yeah that is our a lot in life and honestly it takes a bigger person to submit yeah so yeah but you need a good leader so yeah that's exactly (laughs) yeah
0: But with that, guys, we have reached the end of our episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. And I'll see you guys in two weeks for the next episode. Toodles. Toodles.